Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Wolves Weekly. Match day live extra with MyDieselClaim.com. Luton 1, Wolves 1. Mikey Burrows joined by the Hall of Famer Andy Thompson and really a game overshadowed by two highly controversial refereeing decisions. Wolves I uh, saw Jean-Ricne Bellegarde sent off six minutes before half-time. His legs wrapped up by the Luton captain, Tom Lockyer. He pushed out to try and get his legs free. Uh, perhaps had it been a yellow, would it have been overturned by VAR? We'll discuss that. He was given a straight red card and Bellegarde was given his marching orders. Wolves reorganised, a couple of changes at half-time, having named an unchanged starting lineup from the defeat against Liverpool a week ago. But on came Matt Doherty and Totti as Wolves went to a back five in the second half. And it worked because five minutes into the second period, Pedro Neto chasing a ball played through by Chao Gomez, got the better of Lockyer, cut in from the right-hand side and smashed the ball home with his left foot for his first goal in 23 Premier League appearances. But then, 15 minutes later, the true controversy of the game. Across from the right-hand side, deflected off the leg of Jal Gomez and hit his arm, which was, admittedly, high above his head. The laws of the game say that if the ball deflects off your own body, it's not a foul. Josh Smith, in only his second Premier League appearance, decided it was a penalty, and VAR took a long, long look at it and decided not to overturn the decision. To the bafflement of not just Tomo and myself, but it seems to the footballing world. And Wolves then had to make some more substitutions, went even more defensive to see the job through and eventually come away with a point, which on the face of it, Tomo, seems like a good result when they went down to 10 men. But they will feel like all their hard work and all their defensive solidity was undone by an unjust penalty decision. Yeah, and that's the problem. I thought that they were like brilliant in that second half. They defended well. They threw everything at it. They got blocks in. They, they defended the crosses coming in. And 
it was just exceptional the way that they got the goal back from Neto. So look, they got the goal, uh, put them one nil up. Um, like I said, good ball from Gomez, but again, it just showed you his pace and power, and then his composure to finish it, which was great. Put you one nil, and, and deservedly so, because say so I, I just thought that the weather did a lot of pressure from uh, Luton and defended really well. I thought Kilman was outstanding, but then to see it again, where we look at. Um, Luton having the shot or the cross, whatever it was, he's come off Gomez's leg hit onto his arm, and again, as he said, in an unnatural position. We admit that, but it's come off his leg. Yeah, and, and and like everybody else knows the rules of it, apart from the referee and the the gentleman who's in charge of the VAR. It, it it's it's one of those where from where we are. So for people who don't know, Kenilworth Road is a very old stadium and they built a new stand amazingly. So this summer to get ready for the Premier League and there's a new big long game tree at the top of it. And so that's where we were. And it meant that we were on the kind of the opposite side. We're closer to where, where the Wolves supporters are. And it was kind of, uh, Chao Gomez had his back to us. So we couldn't see the initial deflection that came from it, but we have the benefit as the video assistant referee does of having, a screen and immediately when we looked at the screen you see the deflection is clear as day it is not as if his arm is close to it and it kind of deflects off his leg if his arm was down by the side of his body and it hits his leg and then his arm and it's there's a you know a fraction you could kind of go okay yeah but it deflects off his leg and goes up into the air yeah and it goes up into the air, and because he's obviously stretching to get there, his arm is above his head, which you can argue is an unnatural position. Had the cross hit his arm direct, yeah. fair well, enough, well, penalty. The well, the basic, he's, he's kicked it onto his own arm. So, look, how can, how can you get away with doing that with the way that he's, he's defended? He's put the block in, and it's gone up there, and there's no way he can react off that with the way that he's gone on it. And But as you had a look at the rule book uh, about, like, say, he can't come off a body part and go onto your hand, it can't be a penalty. Haven't they? Haven't they not got a rule book? And because and <laughs> I'm just baffled sometimes about players. So look, and the man, and I'll keep going back to the Man United game, which was only six games ago, where a goalkeeper comes out, takes two of our players out, and the decision is no penalty. Okay, we've had an apology off uh, the referees' association straight away, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep having. Apologies all season about errors and mistakes that they're making, which are costing us points. So this is from the PGMOL, who are the body that run the officials in the game, their guidance handbook for 2023-24. It says, not every touch of a player's hand slash arm with the ball is an offence. It is an offence if the player deliberately touches the ball with their hand or arm, e.g. moving the hand arm towards the ball, or touches the ball with their hand and arm when it has made their body, bracket or quote marks, unnaturally bigger. Mitigating factors. Proximity. Justifiable position or action. Supportive arm, i.e. if you're sliding in, the ball hits it. Clear change of trajectory when played by the same player. That's the key one, yeah. a clear change yeah. of trajectory. Now, you can watch that from any different angle you want, from all the cameras that are here inside this stadium broadcasting the game. You tell me that that is not a clear change of trajectory played by the same player. Then the guidelines again to broadcasters. 
said no handball offence should be called on a player if the ball is previously deflected from his own body and in particular when the ball does not go towards goal. That ball was not going towards goal. It was not going into the penalty area, it was going away. By all of those factors, by all people like Gary Lineker, even Mike Dean, who, let's face it, has given a fair share of penalties against uh, Wolves us, yeah. in his career, <laughs> even he now working as a broadcaster um, said he was astounded, just as he was when the penalty wasn't given at Manchester United. And it baffles me. And uh, look, uh, we, are, we are biased, of course we are, um, we have to also be careful about some of the things we say because we are representing the club. But I'm sat here, Tomo, and I genuinely, a bit like the Jean Martinio one at Manchester City a couple yeah. of seasons ago, where I kind of look at it and go, I've seen it on the screen. If I see it and, and, I, and everybody else sees it and we all go, that's not one thing, I just don't understand how the decision is made. Yeah, I, I I just don't understand there they can, and I've said this before, and I said it bef uh, during this uh, this afternoon. And how can they keep getting these decisions wrong? They've got every angle to look at. They've again, they must know the rule book. So you've you've found the rule book, so they must know all the rules on that as well, and w the decisions what are made, and when they can be made, and how they're made. So I I just don't get it where. They make all these decisions about it, but it can't be overturned when it's a clear and obvious error from the referee. And that's what they're after, a clear and obvious error from the referee, and they still can't get it right. Clear and obvious referee decision, Man United, and again today. And again, it's cost us... Three, it's cost us three points. Three points. Not three points here today. It's cost us two because we still take one from the game. And then you add in the one from Manchester United last minute. Now, I know we've got to score yeah. the penalty, yeah. but you would imagine that they would. And obviously, they were robbed of the chance to do so. And had Wolves got an extra three points, then they would currently be sat in 10th position in the Premier League, six points ahead of Sheffield United and Burnley and Everton and seven points ahead of Luton. Yep. Now, we obviously hope that we are not involved in a relegation fight this year, that Wolves can get themselves mid-table. And on the basis of the results they should have had this season, they would be mid-table. The thing is, though, so look, these, these points that we're losing, and again, you look at the end of the season, if that's going to cost us about what we're going to do and be in this division, you think about the amount of money what they're going to lose out of decisions that have come down to somebody who's doing the, uh, the well the, on the field, on the VAR, who are getting it wrong, and and again I, I don't understand how they can get it so wrong, time and time again, because all all they seem to be doing at the minute is just apologising, <laughs> and not just for us, they just seem to be apologising for getting decisions wrong. Now they've brought this in to help officials, which is great. I think the technology is great. But they keep getting it so wrong, and 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 that's the problem that people are going to have. So that's the that's the decision they definitely got wrong. Let's talk about the bell guard incident. Um, basically, what happened just inside the Luton half, there was a, a coming together, a strong challenge by uh, Tom Lockyer, the Luton captain, onto Belgar. Belgar then turned and actually made a really good tackle. 
to win the ball back yeah. and steal possession. And actually, Mateus Cunha went racing off. Once he'd made the challenge, Tom Lockyer wrapped up. He he almost sat down. Was on, it was it wasn't it a foul to us as well? It, well, it should have been. Yeah, well, yeah. it certainly Lockyer pinning Belgar to the floor should have been a free kick to Wolves by rights. But Mateus Cunha was running on, so we were all watching yeah. Cunha. And because he wraps his legs up, if you watch the replay, there is almost a yelling out in pain of Belgar because his leg is wrapped up amongst uh, Lockyer's legs. And I legs. think as well, the referee was watching the play when Kuna was around, yeah. so he wasn't even watching the incident on the and ball. He, and he, what he does, which, uh, you know, Lesser can't really be defended, is he puts his foot on Lockyer and makes a movement to push him away. It's not a stamp. I think that's a really important yep. point to yep. make. He didn't stamp on him. He didn't kick out at him. He went to push him away. But his studs make contact with Lockyer's leg. Now, I would argue, and I don't know whether you agree or disagree, and people can get in touch with us on social media, that an experienced referee maybe takes a moment, work, tries to work out from the assistance, because he can't have seen it. He can't have seen it. So I, 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 I'm telling you, I think that his reaction has come to give him the red card off some of the Luton players. Well, reaction. Carlton Morris makes a gesture to say that he stamped on it. Yeah, and, and the referee can't be judged, or he can't judge it from that. He's got to actually see it himself or he's got to ask one of the assistant referees. He should go in his ear and go, did you see the incident to one of the officials? If he didn't, then you go to VAR and say, is it a sending off offence? Rather than straight yeah. away, he's turned around and give him a red card. Just, just allow VAR to look at it. Yeah. Because there's no way he could have seen that. But once he's given the red card, he's got no, go, no going back because yeah. they're not going to overturn it. Well, because the, but then the, the barrier is set as a clear and obvious yeah. error. And like we say, as soon as he gives the red card, because he does put his foot on him, and yet we have to be honest, Belgar is silly. Yeah, in that of course, it, yeah, he is. But but it, it's a bit frustration trying to get rid, get the player off you. Yeah. Because he's locked his legs around him, and as he's got his leg out, he's just pushing him away. As the, as you said, he's not stamping on him; he's pushing him away, as such. But unfortunately, it's the bottom of his boot that's pushing him away, as you would normally do, if you somebody's somebody's pinning you down. That's that's the problem. What you've got. Um, David James says another 36 points to go, Mikey. Uh, Andy says, I just don't get the decision. It's deflection off Gomez to his arm. Does he deny himself an own goal scoring opportunity? That's the only logically illogical reason for the decision. You said it right. We should be sitting 10th. Uh, David Rolls says something drastic has to be done with these refs and VAR. Um, apologies after the match. Just do not cut it, costing us points um there are a few and john davis is amongst them who um question some of the performances and some of the other stuff and that is a separate point and and let's talk about that tomo because look we again are the most biased but i like to think we're honest and i think if wolves are honest with themselves the first half an hour today they were right up against it and they were poor wasn't good enough wasn't good enough for me so like that first half an hour um Luton had a lot of the possession. I said earlier on there was going to go direct, and exactly they did that exactly straight from the the goalkeepers. Well, straight from the kickoff, they went direct. They were able to get the ball out wide. They were like, we was too far off them, trying to block the balls and stop the crosses coming in. There was too many crosses. When we had possession of the ball, we couldn't find a, a lad up front to hold it up for us, either with uh, the quality of the ball up to them, but also as well about the the people up front getting hold of it. So it was just a number of things. In that first half hour, 
we were all over the place and we did well defending wise to keep Luton out and that was the only thing that was probably just helping us out some good defending okay but we've got to do better okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And and that's the point, I think, that's worth making, Tomo, because people, people will understandably say Wolves didn't play well today. And when you look at the stats... It's hard to make an argument against it. XG expected goals, 0.58, 2.08 for Luton. Uh, ball possession, 43% for Wolves. They had three shots in the game. They scored with their first shot, and that took, what, 50-odd minutes uh, to come. Uh, Luton had 20 shots in the game. Only four on target, by the way. Nine of them were blocked. Uh, Wolves had one corner to Luton's 10. Um, in terms of uh, some of the kind of shooting all the shots were inside the box not a single shot from outside the box passing wise Wolves just 73% successful um, though a lot of that kind of comes down to just kind of clearing the ball away getting it away when you're under pressure with only 10 players um, dribbles you know Wolves had more dribbles in the game uh, and more successful ones than Luton did um, and defensively, actually, Luton made more tackles than Wolves, but Wolves 34 clearances in the game. Yeah, that, 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 I was, mean, all, that, that, that was, was one every three minutes. They're clearing the ball. Yeah, yeah, they were though. They were they were hanging on. They were defending. But I'll tell you what, they defended so well when they were doing it, and and, and we knew once they get down to ten men, that that was going to be the case. They were going to have to defend that box at the edge of the box and, and inside of it as well. And but. But that's why I make the point that when people when people will say that Wolves didn't play well today, I would almost say to them they didn't play well going forward. Now they defended well, well. defended brilliantly. Yeah, they, I thought they defended really well today. I thought right decision to go to a three at the back second half. Um, I thought that it just allowed them just giving that extra player. Um, it brought Traore on in that central midfield. I know it was late on. But again, it just given that little bit of legs. Yeah, he had a block on. Yeah, the end exactly. Of the box. A box. Yeah. So look, and that's the reason why he makes the substitutions to to give him that little bit more of energy and a bit more legs for those opportunities to get the blocks on and things like that. Now I, I thought, a, and I said to you throughout the game, I thought Kilman had a, had a great game today. I thought that he he read the game well. He come out from the back. He blocked everything. He headed everything. He he read it um, brilliantly. Uh, all, all over the game. And I thought Dawson played well as well, but I think Kilman probably the better of the two today. Um, can you explain for people who have questioned it, why in that second half, when they're under the pressure, um, Wolves took off Mateus Cunha. They took off Wang at half time, but they took off Cunha. 
and they left Neto as a lone forward and then obviously um, right at the end kind of replaced him um, kind of went through so replaced uh, Gomez right at the end um, people are kind of saying you've got Fabio Silva on the bench you've got yeah. Sasha Kalajic on the bench um, you've got Pablo Sarabia who, who could be used to kind of yeah. take the sting out of it Explain to people why Gary O'Neill made the decision he did to, to keep bringing on defensive players. Yeah, well, I said it half time. So, look, the biggest thing that we've got to do, we've got a point. We've got a man down. And at the moment, at the time when we had it, nil-nil, we've got a point on the table. Anything else is a, is a bonus for me. So, at the end of the day, it's always going to be difficult. You're chasing the game for big spells with it since the sending off. But I said to you at half time, if he makes that change, puts three at the back... And I said, look, he'll leave Kunar on and Neto bring Wang off because I think those two have got legs. Now, once they start to get tired throughout the game, that's when gaps open up for Luton and also open up gaps where they're going to get at the Wolves' defence. What he did, he sacrificed a striker. Any opportunities we got to get to Neto, and Neto worked tirelessly up front, we just needed to make sure that we kept that defence right, we kept solid. And as you saw Gary O'Neill doing down there about getting compact, don't let him come through the middle. And that was the reason why he took off another striker. We, we can't go out there and have a striker who's not going to be effective enough for us to defend. Because we're going to defend, as you said about the possession. We have a, they've had loads more possession than us. And they're going to do that with te, when we've got 10 men. But you, you can't sacrifice or bring somebody off and go, oh, we'll, pro, we, we'll play two up front. It doesn't work like that. Because we, we play two up front you're going to have one player less de helping you in defending. And that was the reason why Gary O'Neill made the change. Net he thought Neto probably had the legs on their back line more so than Cunha. Uh, probably did a little bit more, and rightfully so, because he's got himself the goal. Yeah. So it was a good decision from him. But there was no way that he was going to bring on another striker to try and win the game. If he was down and we was losing, then he, he would have made that change to bring a striker on. But as it stood, we were sitting there with the points before Neto scored. So that is the reason why he made that change, to make sure that we didn't give too much away and we kept solid. And if we are in trouble, we can kick it up. And, and, and as again, Neto worked really well up there, but we were more bothered about conceding rather than scoring at that time. Um, talk to me about Pedro Neto, because it's been a long old while yep. since he's got a goal. He's been assisting them for everybody else this season. The way he takes the goal, that the initial pass from Shao Gomez, it looks like it. It looks like it's a poor pass, because I, I think, and I think other central defenders might have got there first. But there was a realization from Neto that he's quicker than Lockyer, a lot not, quicker. Well, that's the thing. Not <laughs> just uh, by a, a small margin, by a big margin. But he still has an awful lot to do when he gets to the ball first. Oh, well, the thing is, though, once he's got there, because he's having to hold. Lockyer off there as well as because he's level with him so he's had to hold him off he's had to get control of the ball then he's got it all to do then okay he's got one on one versus one when he was against him and he needed that he, he had to do it but so like it was all about that composure once he's got in front of goal make sure you're hitting the target and he did exactly that when he's doing it but it just shows you the determination and pace that he's got for me I said I questioned about where he was playing in the first half, that first half an hour, where he was out on that right-hand side and Wang was out on this left-hand side. The previous two games, when he's played on the left, he's looked absolutely brilliant down there. He's looked like he's the one who's going to cause teams problems. And 
to be fair to Gary O'Neill, he swapped it over um, and, and brought out Neto on this left-hand side and Wang on the run. I thought Wang struggled to get into the game today. But Neto, I think that you could see the confidence with him. He, he prefers to go on the outside. He, he's got that pace. He's got that ability well, on his left foot, his favoured left foot. If he gets past the player, he can put it in. When he does it on the right-hand side, he'll all more or less check back. It's a better ball that he puts in. It's a better ball. Yeah, I, t I take the point. I would say, though, if he, if he comes on the right-hand side and he cuts back in field, a little bit similar to what he did at Southampton yeah. a few years yeah. ago, that's a wonderful goal. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's a great goal. It's a and, great he, goal. and that's why they play him on the right Yeah, sometimes. but also as well, I just think that when we are playing with the two, when we haven't got a player sent off, I just think he looks more confident out on that le on that left-hand side for me. Like I say, the Liverpool game, I thought the first half, absolutely terrorised Gomez uh, when he played there. And I thought against Crystal Palace, he played well as well on that left-hand side. He set up the, t the two goals for us as well with um, assists. But I know, I know he played on the right-hand side when he got his goal, but we were down to 10 men and he was basically our striker across the front line for us, either side. Um, but he, he took his goal so so well. It was it was a great finish. Yeah, and hopefully that's going to kind of kickstart him now. I hope so. Go on a run. But he looks more confident. He come back last year after the injury, and I just think that he didn't look himself. I'm I'm not saying physically, but I just don't think he looked himself last year when he come back. I think after the preseason this year, he looks like he's, he's getting back to himself. He looks strong. He looks quick. He's, he looks like he's got that hunger again, which, again, being injured, sometimes you just doubt yourself a little bit. But he's, he's, he's the, the last three games, and, and since he's been in the side, I just think he's shown us that he's, he's ready to push on again. And it's only going to benefit us. Um, you and I are off to Ipswich on Tuesday. Um, Romantic trip to Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet they do Bovril as well, Oh, by the way. there we go. But they do. Did you not have your Bovril at half-time, by the way? No, I did. I brought two out. Oh. And I've had one. I just bought You're out. You're taking one home? No, no, no. I'm leaving it. I'll put it inside the other no, one. No, take it, take got, it home. No, I've got a tub of Bovril at home, mate. I bet so. you have. <laughs> I, in fact, uh, by the way, for people who missed it, it's an old-fashioned ground. And um, Tomo, absolutely delighted. There's a picture on social media of Tomo with his Bovril. And Andy Johns actually got in contact and said, it's the secret to Tomo's all-year-round tan that he's spray-tanned with Bovril. Right, <laughs> <laughs> with Bovril. <laughs> or is it just simply that you drink so much of it? That uh, no, no. I'll tell you what, I, I haven't had Bovril for ages because like, there ain't many grounds that sell it anymore. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not a summer drink either, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. So I was, I was well chuffed when I saw it. <laughs> anyway, Easily pleased, mate. Easily pleased. Anyway, we're off to Ipswich on Tuesday, Bovril or not. Um, so we won't talk about Man City just yet. We'll save that for post-match Tuesday. Um, what do you think he does on Tuesday? Because uh, I, I imagine, I imagine Mario Lamina probably gets a break. I imagine Joao Gomez maybe gets well, a break. Well, Ipswich are flying. Ipswich are they doing are. Really, they are doing well. Yeah, they are doing really well. So, like, if they think that they're going to go there and have a another five goals past the team in a, in a lower division I think they're going to have something to think about especially Ipswich being at home I think Ipswich will, will, will make it hard for us I think the, I know he's going to make changes don't get me wrong I think he's going to make changes and he's going to give people runs out but he's got to make sure that he doesn't make changes that are going to affect Wolves competing against Ipswich because Ipswich I think will be very similar to how, how uh, Luton played today I think they'll be direct I think they'll be strong I think they'll be sharp into the tackle. 
Um, so we've got to go there and think that we're going to get something out of it. Well, I'm hoping we are. We'll say, look, we, we've still got some backup good players. I said, look, I haven't played today. So, look, it's going to be interesting to see what the actual lineup's going to be. Would you... Uh, look, I, I know it's a difficult question. I know that actually you're in the camp, I think, alongside Lee Naylor, that you prefer to go five at the back. With the players that we have available At the minute, at the minute. Yeah. I, I would prefer five at the back. Because, well, again, you've seen it today, second half. I thought that we looked more organised, better defending. Just imagine with if we got somebody up front with Neto, with 11 players on the pitch, and which different it would be. I just think that Samedo suits it, Aitnuri suits it, okay, with the wing-backs. And I just think that it's their more natural position and natural way of playing when we got those two full-backs on as well. So, if they rest Dawson on Tuesday, which you would imagine they would like to, and probably Samedo as well, what, what's your team? What are you looking at? Back three of Santi Bueno, who we've not seen at all yet since arriving. Totti, Totti's going to come in. Totti and Kilman. Yeah, Totti and Kilman. I think Kilman plays play, in the yeah. middle. I think Kilman will come. Um, uh, Hugo Bueno, bueno and Doherty. And I think he played Doherty, yeah. So then midfield two is Bubakar Traore and Doyle. Yeah, he will give him a run. Lamina might. Oh, you think he'll leave Lamina out? I, I, would, I would imagine they will try and rest yeah. Lamina. Sarabia is going to come in as well, isn't he? So Sarabia plays. Yeah. Um, um, Silver a play. Uh, and he might he might play uh, Kunar up there with this as well. So like he might play him. Or because he's brought Wang off, does he make does he make does he put Wang on for the start to, uh, Tuesday? Obviously they got Enzo Gonzalez. Yeah. As well as an option um, to kind of play in, in one of the forward roles. Yeah. Um, should they want to do that? Obviously Lights we've not seen well. him yet. Um, yeah, I mean, are you tempted to play um, Kalajic and then have Sarabia and Gonzalez either side of him? Yeah, or, could do, could do. Or do they go with the front two and, uh, and ask Sarabia Look, to be got, a third midfielder? Yeah, like. he could do. So he's got loads of different options that he can do. He's got options, which is nice, that he can do. and He can give people a run out, but I, I just think it's still it'll be an important game for him to win again. You know when we've said... It's always great to have a win. It gives you confidence, no matter what competition it is, giving yourself a win. And I just think it's going to be important that um, he doesn't weaken the side as such and make sure that he, he gets up for the fight against Ipswich. As I said, they're flying at the minute, so it's going to be a difficult game. Yeah, because it actually is that is that quite a difficult balance at the moment because obviously the Premier League is our bread and butter, but everyone would like a cup run. But you're up against a team who are, as you say, doing superbly well they are um, do you kind of do you do you want some of your players your more regular guys to go out there and go again and, and get themselves form or are you simply at this stage of the season saying I, I just need to rest some guys well yeah the, the, with them like you said you touched on about some of the players being away with the internationals and travelling quite a bit it's, uh, the Brazilian players um, and, it, and again it's, it's it's having that fine mixture, isn't it? Making sure that you try and get the right balance with it as well. Um, look, no doubt about it. It was he made nine changes at the Molyneux for the last um, game against Blackpool. I think he won't be far off making similar changes on Tuesday as well. Will it be nine? Maybe, maybe not. Might be seven or eight though. Still, I think he'll he will make those changes. He'll have people on the bench who he can bring on. But I think he will make quite a few changes on uh, Tuesday. OK, we'll see you there. I'll see you there. 
Um, uh, I say we probably better get off this gantry because I think we're very close to being the last ones left up here. Say, we don't want to get don't want to get locked in here. We might have to climb out some <laughs> through someone's garden to get out of here. Oh, um, well, the gardens are too far away, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tomo, for your company. Pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure, Michael. Uh, uh, don't forget, everybody, to look out for Wolves Weekly. Our new regular day is Tuesdays. Um, so we will uh, have a new episode for you out on Tuesday morning. Make sure you look out for that on Wolves Weekly. Wolves Express on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday as well. And of course, uh, after every game, this is the place to come to listen to Matchday Live Extra from our podcast channels. Wolves Weekly, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com Sports Social Podcast Network with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.